Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna, and welcome, friends, to this week's edition of the Minister's Friend Podcast. Today, I'm excited to begin a brand new series of podcast episodes that I hope you will find both inspiring and instructive. What if I told you there is a way to help your congregation to fall deeply in love with the Bible? And what if that way could also impact your youth and maybe even your older children? I'm excited to introduce to you my friend Caleb Ives, Executive Director of the Emmaus School. The Emmaus School has developed an awesome way to help people who love Jesus love His Word by teaching them how to do inductive Bible study. My own congregation here in Florida is one of Emmaus' success stories. I've got more to say about this awesome process of digging deeply into God's Word, but first, I'd like you to meet Caleb and hear more about the ministry of the Emmaus School. Recently, Caleb and I met at our local Panera Bread for a cup of coffee and to sit down for this conversation. Well, we're here today with uh, Caleb Ives, who is the executive director of the Emmaus School here in Oviedo, Florida. Uh, really excited about this podcast, Caleb, because it's a, a subject that has made a huge difference in our church. And uh, so I just welcome you to the Minister's Friend podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be a part of it. Yep, glad to have you here. Uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself and the Emmaus School, and, and then we'll, we'll get into some of the fun stuff. Yeah, so a little bit about me. I'm a pastor's kid, church planter's son. So five years old, my parents started a church back in Michigan, and uh, so grew up alongside that church. Um, during that time, I really experienced a lot of amazing things, saw a lot of authentic Christianity, and and uh, but traveled the typical pastor's kid journey of kind of yeah, I don't know about this thing for myself uh, and figuring out how to present one thing and live another. Um, interestingly, the, the ministry I work with now, our, our primary thing is biblical training. But uh, if there's one thing I was terrible at as a kid, it's reading my Bible. So I was the worst at that. My father always would ask me on the on road trips, he'd say, Hey, Caleb, what have you been learning from the Bible? And I would think, okay, uh, that God loves me. I would just go with the go-to that he couldn't really argue with, and I'd say, hey, hey try to prove me wrong that I didn't read that in the Bible. Um, but I really had no desire to engage with it. So, yeah, born and raised pastor's kid. Um, I'm husband now for 17 years this summer to Latoya. So we, we've been married for almost 17 years. I got the years right. I checked earlier to make sure I was going to say that right on here. <laughs> Not get it wrong, because that can get you in trouble. Um, so 17 years this summer. Uh, we got married in college and uh, two days after I turned 20, so wow. m most of my adult life has been spent with her yeah. uh, by my side and I have four daughters. My oldest is now about to be in high school yeah. um, and my youngest is six years old. So yeah, husband, dad, son of a pastor and, uh, and now executive director of this thing called Emmaus. So I've been with Emmaus for the last eight years on staff mm -hmm. with this ministry. It's a biblical training ministry, uh, Emmaus 
The mission is to equip every follower of Jesus to engage their Bible. And we do that primarily with the idea of inductive Bible study. Mm-hmm. We run a few different ministries. Uh, the central thing we do is a 10-month school biblical studies. That's an immersive program, book by book through the entire Bible, learning to study the Bible within its historical context. Our students read through the Bible about three times over the course of those 10 months, and it's an amazing, amazing experience. We also provide lectures and uh, seminar series for local churches and, mm-hmm. and ministries. and. And here in Central Florida and in other places as well, been really privileged to take some of that training to Africa, Central America, uh, some other places to help equip the body of Christ to engage the Bible, to understand the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, so, yeah, privileged to do that. And I became the executive director in April of 2017. So still uh, fairly new in that that process, but it's been a great experience. We've been here in uh, Central Florida for the last four years. Originally, we were up in North Carolina before that in the Asheville area. So, yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about Emmaus. <laughs> well, yeah, Emmaus School has made, as I said, a, a wonderful impact on our church, the church that I pastor, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that during the podcast. And uh, it's been great the last few years to get to know you and your precious family, uh, your, uh, your precious wife and girls. I like them a lot. Yep. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. <laughs> you know, one of the real greatest blessings of the movement from North Carolina, where we when we were there, we ran just the School of Biblical Studies, the 10-month program, uh, very much as an island ministry there. Mm-hmm. When we came here, one of the things on our hearts was that we would be able to connect with other excited friends in ministry, mm-hmm. churches and ministry leaders who had a vision for, to see the body of Christ equipped to engage their yeah. Bibles. And yeah. one of the great blessings has been like yourself and some of the other pastors here in this area and other places as well where we've had a lot of overlap of heart and vision to say, right, let's let's do this thing together and see what can happen if we can equip the church, equip every man, woman, and child yeah. to be disciples yeah. of the scriptures yeah. um, and to fall in love with Jesus in the process. So, yep. yeah, we've been blessed to get to know you and your your, your whole church community as well. Yep. So uh, just a little bit about our story for, for my listeners. Um, I got connected with uh, Emmaus School officially about a year, a year ago, I guess it was, we had you come over and do the... I think something like that, yeah. Yeah, our, our youth ministry really wanted to learn how to study the Bible better, and I thought, well, gee, we've got a Maya school right here in town. Mm-hmm. So we invited uh, Caleb and uh, one of his other leaders, Stephen, over to uh, do two Sunday nights in a row teaching us how to do inductive Bible study. And uh, folks in the audience, I just have to tell you, it absolutely transformed mm-hmm. our youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, literally transformed our youth ministry. Um, we're a church plant, so it's not a huge number of kids, but I've got junior hires and high schoolers now that are digging into the scriptures and have a better handle on how to study the scripture than most of the adults that mm-hmm. I know. And uh, it's, it's been pretty amazing. And I, I really thank Caleb, I thank Emmaus for that, because these kids have just... Uh, come on fire for Jesus and on fire for the study of the Word of God. They're excited about getting into the Bible. Um, they can't wait for each new topic that we try to tackle and the passage of Scripture that we assign for that particular topic. And um, so that's, I, I just, I really wanted to have this um, podcast with you, this series of episodes with you, because I, I want to spread that mm. kind of blessing out to the other churches yeah. that are in our audience. You know, we've, we've got an audience that goes all across the nation we got churches that are very healthy. We've got some churches that are struggling that are represented there. But what this could do 
for churches if they would really implement is just amazing to me. So yeah, it, it's interesting because we loved being there with with your students. It was an amazing experience, and and uh, just love seeing the eagerness of the learner. It, it, but what's, what's interesting for is that in my own journey with the Bible, you know, growing up again through youth group, I was very interested in like worship and music, the music scene, even mm-hmm. both. Christian and secular at the time, and then but Christian music kind of got me. I like listen to an exciting sermon here and there, but it wasn't really sustaining me because I couldn't really do that every day of my life. It it didn't carry over and translate into something that was owned as my own personal yep. faith yep. journey with Christ. And so I went through all that and, and even became a youth pastor myself, mm. and still didn't love the Bible really. Like I, I really didn't. Like I still would mainly flip through it trying to find a sermon. Yeah. Like I loved youth, and I really did love Jesus. I just didn't see how the Bible really worked with all that. Um, and so my journey with the Bible went into youth ministry. So I spent a lot of time with youth speaking in front of them after having like had something on my heart, a topic I want to talk about, and then using the back of my Bible to find what verses talked about <laughs> that, and then find those verses and be like, well, that one makes the most sense, and then I'd preach for 30 minutes to them and try to be really funny and exciting and compelling. And that's how I did youth ministry. After seven years of that, there was this growing longing in my heart. I felt like I was starving for the scripture. Like I knew that the book that I carried around with me everywhere was supposed to mean something to my heart that it didn't mean yet. You know, like it was like, I feel like if I'm leading these people, if I'm discipling these people, I should feel like I know what this thing is I'm carrying around mm-hmm. and I should know what it's about mm-hmm. and it should own space in my heart and uh, it, it honestly it didn't so I started seminary and was working through that uh, seminary is a wonderful blessing but for me personally I still had never really got biblical literacy myself like I didn't know the Bible myself so it still was I was reading a lot of books within seminary but not necessarily just being immersed in the scripture and it was during my time, so I was 29, pastoring youth for seven years, growing up in the church my whole life, had a degree in youth ministry from a Christian Christian university. But it was when I was 29 that I actually felt like, okay, I know what this book is about. And mm-hmm. I understand the character of God. And I, I mm-hmm. see the beauty of the gospel. And it, like, I'm not just excited about the word gospel because I know I'm supposed to be because I'm a pastor guy. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. the gospel! But like, it owned space like it, it, it thrilled my heart to think mm. about it and mm. I, I fell in love with the beauty of God's character and I and I began to understand my mission and what life is really about and in in a biblical way and it was I was 29 and it happened in a year wow. but it was a year of immersed in what we're doing which is trying to get the the induct the tools for inductive Bible study in the hands and the hearts of of everybody so yeah seeing your youth get excited about it was like redeeming some of my middle school years and also like those years that I feel really bad about my youth mastering yeah. like you know I did the best I could yeah and, sure and God sure. is gracious and sure. did some beautiful things but man I wish that I would have left those youth with tools mm-hmm. that right now they'd be open in their Bible and feel like they know what to do with it mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I gave them that at the time yeah. So it was redemptive to be there with your with your crew and to see God do that in their in their it's, hearts. It's been really exciting. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because uh, as any church, um, I have the nice sermon preacher line. You know, people come out after the worship service and shake my hand, nice sermon preacher, that that kind of a thing. And it's not everybody, but there's just that's kind of the response I get from some folks. But um, the questions I'm getting from some of our youth, even about my sermons, are deep digging, <laughs> and, and it's like. 
I find myself more often than not when the youth ask me a question having to say, uh, okay, let's study that together because I'm not sure I have a, a good answer just to respond to them with. They're deep, thoughtful questions. Just so you know also, one of our youth is actually talking about taking a year between high school and college and, and going to Emmaus School. Yeah. Well, we and would, that's a direct result it. of this. So. Yeah, we would welcome them. You know, there's, uh, uh, I think it's Warren Wearsby has a quote. He's got some beautiful statements, but one of them was, truth discovered by the learner sticks longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, as and we can get into this more as we go through through this conversation, but one thing I found with, with youth as well, and my, and my own children, is that I can tell them what they need to know, but when they discover mm-hmm. the truth themselves, yeah. it yeah. resonates in a way that it didn't when I'm telling them that. Yeah. Right? So yep. it, when I was a youth pastor, I primarily just told the youth what they needed to know. And I knew the basics of what they needed to know. Believe in Jesus. Follow Him. Here's some fruit of the Spirit you want to develop in your life. Here's the right kind of character you should have. Yeah. But but in that process, I never really taught them how to discover it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think you're running into. In my own kids too. Yeah. Some of the questions they're asking me, I think. Um, uh, what do you think? <laughs> let's let's just send the question back to them and see if they got an answer. Truth discovered by the learner sticks longer. Wow. This has certainly been true in my own life. I think this is one reason why we tend to learn more about topics when we're studying to teach them rather than just being a student in the class. And for citation purposes, that quote comes from J. Robert Clinton. I cannot overemphasize how the inductive approach to Bible study has changed our youth ministry. Caleb talks about how it helps the gospel own space in one's heart. That's true. I love how he then goes on to say that continued study in this way helps us to fall in love with the beauty of God's character. It helps us understand our mission and what our lives are really all about. Friends, this is the heart of our disciple-making. We'll talk about this more as the series unfolds, but it's important to remember that teaching inductive Bible study is really an investment. There are some real short-term benefits, but it's designed for long-term growth. In my ministry context, the real depth took place several months into the process. But man, it's very evident now. Literally anybody can do this. I wish every church would teach their folks to dig into the scriptures in this way. In next week's podcast, I'll continue my interview with Caleb Ives, and we'll get into the particulars of exactly what inductive Bible study is. Is the minister's friend a blessing to you? Would you please subscribe on whatever platform you listen and leave us a review? We really appreciate your help. And be sure to tell your friends, the pastors that you know, the church leaders that you know, tell them about the podcast. Your recommendation to other people is the only way we can grow our audience. I hope today's episode was helpful. Please be sure to check out the show notes for additional information and suggested resources. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. 
You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!